0: I'm Claire Manship.
1: And I'm Ian Brodsky.
0: And this is The Thing That Happened This Week.
1: The show where everyone brings a story from the past seven days and we break it down.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, we're beginning our descent into LaGuardia Airport. Please ensure that your tray table's up and your seat is in the full upright and locked position. If we happen to be in the event of a crash landing...
1: Claire. 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 That's enough. We're in there.
0: Why do you always start it that what, way? What do you mean why? Ian, I don't fucking like that because I don't sa- care. No, I don't like it because it sounds And we're in there. So? Oh, it sounds gross, Ian. So? There's been like 3 episodes where you started it that way and I every time I tell you it's gross.
1: You never told me that.
0: Yes, I definitely Have you? did. Oh yeah. Oh. Insert here a clip where I say Ian, gross. I'm I mean, going, there's going to be a real. I'm right not, here I'm not going to make that.
1: any promises for the future. I can tell you that now.
0: Oh, my promise is that there will be audio here proving you wrong. Kaboom!
1: I'll still forget. <laughs> like, I can promise you that I will forget because Where I just say that. Where did
0: that phrase come from? I and don't know. we're in there. We're in there like swimwear. Ugh, uh, no! No, but
1: that's I think it, I think it it's derives like from the trigger '90s. A warning
0: for the word "moist" or something. Well,
1: thank you for inserting the trigger warning. Then
0: you're welcome. Insert, insert, insert. You really like this this idea. This, yeah, I do. Ian, when you're home alone on Thursdays before I get here, are mm-hmm. you just your mind in the gutter all day long? No,
1: I'm watching a lot of TV.
0: What are you watching?
1: Um, it's not there. It's not my turn this week. Um, no, we're not quizzing. This week, well, the Twin. What did today? The Twin Peaks reboot. Is up and running. They have four episodes going, and if you listen That's to past episodes, it's it's Showtime. Showtime. If you listen to past episodes, you hear my saga with Twin Peaks, and I'm like, "What the living bejeweled decrepit fuck is going on?" Mm-hmm. And then the last two episodes, I am all about it, and now I'm all the fuck about Twin Peaks, and it is amazing. And my friends and I are looking at. Wait, when did crossover- we talk
0: about this before? I don't think we ever did.
1: I'm like in whenever. In one of our solo casts, I mean I'm sure in several we're we're asking each other like what are you watching this week?
0: Oh, I'm yeah, sure yeah, I talked yeah.
1: about like I'm watching Twin Peaks and I don't know what the fuck is happening.
0: Well, it did come up with Raj a couple weeks ago where we were talking about yeah. yeah. Too. Hey Raj. Hey Raj, friend of the friend show. Friend of the
1: pod. Yeah, um so now they have the reboot literally 25 years later and it's amazing.
0: 25 years? Yes, because
1: there is without and I don't think this is giving away anything really. But at the end of the original series, one of the whoa, characters whoa, whoa, no, says, no,
0: hold on, spoiler alert for the original Twin Peaks,
1: spoilers for Ghosts, just,
0: no, no, just because it's 25 years old, okay, when something is a hot button topic, people go back to watch the original, yes, before the new one, so spoilers, 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 all I will say, spoilers,
1: all I will spoilers. say, okay, all I will say is, one of the characters says, I'll see you again in 25 years, mm. and now it's 25 years later,
0: drama, and it's pretty
1: great, so Drama. I'm all about it and the captain from How I Met Your Mother is the lead character and there's a, and like, it's a whole ton of the original cast members now, 25 years later in their roles and it's four episodes in and I need to know what is Wait, going it's on and I love cast? it. the same cast? Yeah.
0: Whoa. Because,
1: yeah, because they're picking up 25 years later.
0: But I feel like if they were in a successful show before, like, they were all available. Like, they were all just well, like, I'm did, on board. They
1: did, like, prequels and sequels after the fact. Like, all of oh. them have agreed to do, like, different, like, um, like, they did a prequel movie after the fact. Because people loved the show, but it got canceled after two seasons, but it was, like, a cult classic or a cult hit. Like, or sleeper hit. What People huh. liked it. Yeah. So, there's been What's this, the, like, afterlife is of it. a sleeper hit? I don't know. Like, like I'm a dark, probably like using a dark, No,
0: no, I'm sure you're using it right. Like, one that sneaks up and then suddenly everyone's obsessed with it? Yeah,
1: I think. Yeah,
0: like, Dark Horse cult version. Exactly, Toads or yeah. goats. Toad. Okay, got it. Um,
1: But, yeah, so that's, like, the main thing I'm watching. That and Kimmy Schmidt is back and they have a new Pulse joke and I'm Oh, I'm it. not that far. It's the pilot. It's I'm mean, not the pilot. It's the first episode of the third season.
0: Oh, well, then I guess I missed the joke.
1: Yeah. Um... <laughs> And then, um, and Master of None <laughs> is back, so I'm watching which, that yeah, too.
0: totally done which with is, that.
1: Which I love it. I'm, like, halfway
0: through the I season. I think it's, a, you know what, NPR's Pop Culture Happy Hour did an amazing roundtable about it on last Friday's episode, mm-hmm. and, um, I mean, I would have to agree. There are two episodes, the, the season two, episode one, and, um season, yeah, season two episode, oh fuck, six or seven. It's okay. called New York, I Love You. Yeah,
1: I'm about to start that one.
0: It is, I would say New York, I Love You might be the best episode of television I've ever seen. Really? And they said that too, and I, I mean, That's I couldn't awesome. agree more. Nice. I have to tell you, Ian, I didn't mean to fire you up and get you all angry, but you had crazy eyes about Twin Peaks, so I was really trying to, like, juice you and see how far I would go. It totally well, worked. Because
1: it's like... <sighs> because i spent like a good 2 months trying to get through twin peaks wondering what the fuck is happening because it was just all these different things like oh here's a new person that fell out of the sky here's a new person that came up from hell here's a new person that traveled in and there may be like Sabrina the Teenage Witch or something i don't know
0: oh wait Oh, no re- now, wait, now is i'm Melissa crossing heart no
1: that? now i'm crossing my signals i'm thinking about the possible crossover between Riverdale and Sabrina the Teenage Witch Sabrina the Teenage Witch that series takes place in the town next to Riverdale so Dalton DeShane and I, friend of the show. Where
0: is Riverdale?
1: Um, Well, in the Bronx. Um,
0: How the fuck did we get from Twin Peaks to because Sabrina? I,
1: because I messed up <laughs> what the crossovers are. And I was looking at crossover crossovers? theories. Not in Twin Peaks. Oh, yeah, okay. That one, no. All
0: right. Wow. Okay. All right. I'm on board. I'm on board. I'm on board. I've, okay. Okay. Let's keep going. Also,
1: there's a lot of like, <laughs> I was like diving into the Twin Peaks like rabbit hole of theories before you got, before anyone got here today. Okay. Um, because, I, like, my friend and I were talking about the possible crossover theory between Twin Peaks and Riverdale because one of the actresses, like, uh, is in both of those series, and, like, there's a totally plausible crossover theory. How
0: do you feel about the word actress? Because I don't think it's a word. Did I say
1: actress? You did, which is, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. not offended.
0: I'm trying to... I just want to know from, I an, mean, from a male actor's perspective.
1: If women who act want to be called actors, I totally get it. Like, I don't...
0: I guess I just I find actress think. to sound weaker, and it's not from the sociological structures of, like, any, mm-hmm. like, hostess is a is a lady host, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We just, we don't say doctor and doctress, so why yeah. actor, I don't know. I don't it, know, I mean, and that's, ooh. that's something
1: that's been coming, like, up in the zeitgeist lately, like.
0: Well, Actors Equity doesn't recognize the word anymore. Actors yeah. Equity denounced the word in two thousand eight.
1: And Tony, Tony's also just do like female actor, right? Or do mm, they still? I don't know. I think...
0: can't remember. As someone I was who just talking tweets... last night at dinner mm-hmm. with someone about this,
1: yeah. And as people who live tweet this shit, like you would think we'd know. The
0: only no no no. I mm, I know what. Ugh, we're great minds. Um, the only awards show that says female actor in a such and such category are the SAG Awards. The Screen Actors uh, okay. Skill. Yeah, which yeah, I, I mean, actually find that award show to be really soothing. It's, me like, a, too. it's like a warm cup of cocoa.
1: Um, nice yeah. award show, yeah, because it's like a family event. Like because it's all because all the voting is SAG members, and it's yes. all it just seems like all within the family, like in a good way.
0: It's all in the family. Another exactly. great show. Yeah, I said which that, I'm but not I'm not watching. too familiar with All in the Family.
1: I watched that when I was a kid when it was on Nick at Night.
0: Ooh, okay. Wait, it was right after Cosby, right? Probably. Bummer, Cosby. Oh,
1: that's a, such a disappointment. Still in jury selection so, right now. Yeah.
0: Hot, hot button topic. Yeah. Although, it's bad for him and good for the state's case because he's from Philadelphia, but because he ran for office in Philadelphia once, they moved the court case to Pittsburgh, so now all of the jurors will be from the Pittsburgh area and no huh. one has a bias for him. Which like he to totally you know. deserves and like he's like Oh going yeah, fuck to, that yeah. guy. I mean he'll never go to jail because he's blind and like that that would be I mean, even for a rapist, extra special cruel. But I yeah. mean he's going to do he's, a yeah. lot of community service Except. and pay someone a lot of money. Yeah. I mean it's my understanding that he did this whole drink this and it's got a, it's got Rufalin in it or whatever yeah. to like 35, 40 women. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is just one woman. Only one woman was like, and I want money. <laughs> like, I was like, yes girl, you get it. You get what you need. Yeah.
1: I mean, student loans are a real problem nowadays. Oh, brother. Yeah.
0: Not to denigrate any of that situation, but no. I bet she will pay off some loans But that I'm wedding. sure she will,
1: and good for her. <laughs>
0: good for her. You know Getting what, out of I'd debt's a real thing, yeah. He's, uh, I, oh God, and it's just, it's, ugh, she's yeah. worked with so many children. Like, oh yeah, oh my God, you're right, inside. kids like, say the
1: darndest thing was a show.
0: I know, and oh, I, he was gross. a regular feature on Sesame, and. Now I feel gross. yeah,
1: yeah. Uh. God.
0: Although I will say, "Kids Say the Darndest Things" was that excellent was television. Yeah, was really I feel like Steve Harvey has kind of brought some of that back with this little Big Shots show.
1: Yeah. Have you? But have you seen that memo that he released, or that someone released? Man, the that Steve was Harvey funny. memo. No,
0: because he owned up to it. The next day, he called oh, yeah? into a radio show, and they were like, "Did you write this?" And He was like, "Yes, of course I wrote that memo. I yeah. hate my employees. I don't want it." Like he didn't oh. say that, but he was like, yeah. "I hate when people talk to me at work."
1: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. He was
0: like, don't come to my dressing room. I'm busy. Yeah. Do <laughs> you like how I made him like an old Hollywood scoundrel? Yeah,
1: that's like, that's her go Don't come
0: go-to. to my dressing room. Yeah. I'm busy.
1: <laughs> it's this violent. voice
0: that I keep doing. Yeah. I, I really gotta it. It's like, we need go. to
1: name that character.
0: I think her name is Brenda. Brenda? I'm pretty sure. <laughs> okay. Brenda, Done. I'm a she Hollywood. Is now, scholar. <laughs> she
1: is now in the, the thing that happened this week's like character lexicon. Like,
0: oh, okay. Like
1: when someone loves us enough to make like a Wikipedia page, like <laughs> Brenda, the wilting violet of a Hollywood actress, mm. which is her full technical name. It'll be my, will one, be a one, time. my
0: one woman show. Exactly. All right, Ian. All right. Yes. We have amazing guests. I'm going to turn the microphone. Yeah. So you can introduce them. Yeah.
1: All right, so our guests are two members of the Snowy Mountain Sisters, um, an all-female bluegrass band who I've had the pleasure of seeing live, and they are fucking phenomenal, guys. You have to check them out.
0: I just had the pleasure of watching them play in your living room. Yeah. And that was just two of them. Yeah,
1: exactly. (laughs) There's like... Six or seven of you guys? Yeah,
0: Yeah. quite a Um, few.
1: So please welcome to the show, Kendra Jo Brooke and Susan O'Day. Hello. Hi,
0: thanks for having us, guys. So just so everyone knows your voices, Kendra, say, hey, girl. Hey, girl. Okay, and then Susan.
2: Hey, girl. Okay, great. Those
0: are the voices you're listening for because there are a lot of people around the table. When we The last time we did a roundtable with four people, one was a man and one was a woman. So, it was so that was a lot easier. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. but you both have sultry, gorgeous singers' it's voices. True. So it's
1: true. Yeah. Yeah. It's- and they're both actresses and musicians, like, incredibly freaking talented. So
2: Fierce. I, yeah.
1: So it Oh, is,
2: stop, guys. <laughs> stop. Never. Oh, never. Um,
1: so it is such a pleasure to have you guys on our show. Thank um, you for
0: having us. Oh, my God. Thanks for... I, they jumped right on it last minute, too. We, yeah.
1: <laughs> like, we had I a know. cancellation and... Uh and Kendra texted me about your show the other night.
3: Yeah, um, we had we had a show uh this last Monday. Unfortunately, Susan couldn't be there. Um but yeah, we had a show. It was great. I think it's it was the last show for the summer because everyone in the group is um are, we're all actresses, actors, yeah. and so we have a lot of things on our plate. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, not everyone in the in the band um, is an actor, but most of us are. But regardless of what we do, we're all very busy, especially in the summer times. Um, so we're going to take a a little break. So great. We had a great time the other night, and uh, we're always we'll always be back. That's yeah. great. Yeah. Yeah. Be back.
0: Yeah. <laughs> all right. Let's talk about. First off, I think there are many national Uh and...
1: This siren is not where you are.
0: Oh, this siren is not where you are. If you can hear the siren and you're driving in the car, it's not where you are. It's not. (laughs) Um, I think nationally and, I mean, maybe internationally, but mostly in American culture, there are many misconceptions about what bluegrass is, what the difference between bluegrass and other genres of music are. Can you just talk about where it comes from, what it is, what instruments are, like, the root of the genre Etc. Etc.
3: Etc. Yeah, I wish I could monologue about this a lot longer, but uh, the term bluegrass actually comes from a man named Bill Monroe. He was a Nashville musician, and he coined the phrase. And um, obviously, the music was um, was around before that. Uh, The music stems from old country and Appalachian music and old folk music, um, but it's definitely such an American thing, but. This man, Bill Monroe, coined the phrase, um, and t- typically a bluegrass band is made of uh, a stand-up bass, uh, a fiddle, guitar, uh, mandolin, banjo, things like that. Um, in our band, we have some other instruments. We, uh, Marcy McWiggin is a wonderful percussionist she plays uh she'll jump on the drum kit she plays all kinds of percussion um uh, really supports us there and that's not typical at all so we're not we're not a traditional bluegrass band we play bluegrass we play country yeah. we do a little honky-tonk country some piano and stuff like yeah. that in there um as well we've done uh thanks to susan we've done um quite a few pop covers yeah um, you did a really
1: great beatles cover
2: mm, oh, um seen
3: face Yes, yeah. yes. Cool. I've just seen a face. Um, and that was mostly Susan's doing because she's a a really, really talented pop singer, so she was able to bring her skills with arranging and just stylistically, her strength stylistically there and um, help the rest of us. We're all kind of a bunch of hillbillies, so that was one of Susan's strengths that That's she got. Yeah, it yeah. was a lot of fun. I mm-hmm. mean,
2: bluegrass in general, I think... When I think of bluegrass, I think of American folk music. I think it's an awesome genre of music that, you know, is so specific to American culture. Um, and I think that every you know every different culture has their version of folk music, and this is
3: this is where ours is rooted. Yeah.
2: And you're and Kendra, your
1: sister's in it too, right?
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, my sister Brittany Brooke. Um... She's also an actor, and she plays guitar for us. Now, I have to ask, because
1: um, my friend and I were at one of your shows the day that Britney released her album.
3: Yeah, Mm. yeah.
1: The song that the two two of you sang, "I'm, I'm going back home again. Yeah. Was that original, or was that a cover? Because my friend and I have been singing it Ever since. Oh,
3: my God. Well, thank you. That's actually a, a song that I wrote. Oh, shit. Um, yeah. Um, no br- fucking way. Britney- so Ian owes you a lot of royalties. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God, yes. You're an ass How yes. many words did you sing
1: is my question. Um, just just oh, the first two have, lines of that. We used it on the show every week. Exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Um, I, I wrote that song. I'm actually pretty fairly new at songwriting, but it's definitely something that i've started doing recently and um very much encouraged by the snowy mountain sisters and the creativity that we feed each other with in that group but Brittany is a very talented songwriter her entire album is it on the way to the lighthouse mm-hmm. um her way to the lighthouse <laughs> oh, geez away oh, way to the lighthouse thanks yeah. susan <laughs> <laughs> it's all original songs so she she really has a knack for songwriting and um we do a few of her songs in the group so great yeah.
0: is there any particular song structure to like an original bluegrass song like pop we say A B A B C mm-hmm. A like a, a B B yeah right yeah
2: Well, they definitely use a similar structure as far as how to label sections, but there's definitely chord structures that are very indicative, I think, of the bluegrass sound and of the country sound in general. So, you know, depending on what key you're playing in, what I loved about playing with the band is that, you know, I came from a background of learning music on a page um, and seeing the notes out before me, and playing with the rest of the girls uh, really got into this idea of there being a form um, that you had dependent no matter what key you were in and you just knew you call out uh the numbers of the chords like the, going to the one to the four to the five and you knew exactly you know where you were going oh, and nice. it was a, such a, a quick shorthand to be able to um play together in a group that i think is specific to you know certain styles of music and um it's fun to get everybody from all different kinds of backgrounds to be playing on that level
0: yeah, I know you guys. You, you you were saying that you use some unusual instrument combinations mm-hmm. to play out your shows. Mm-hmm. With, now, and forgive my ignorance, but when I think of like really old bluegrass, like the beginning Blue Ridge Mountain, like Kentucky, West Virginia, you know, like I worked in West Virginia, and in the show that we did, it was like a historical outdoor drama. Oh, cool. we all had to study jug and spoons <laughs> and washboard and like where does that fall does that still fall in modern bluegrass or is that like kind of now outdated
3: no no it's it's not outdated at all um i grew up uh playing a lot of french canadian music uh, french canadian folk music which is whoa it's it's like bluegrass it's just um it's a little more ornamented it's more closely related to celtic music than it is bluegrass but it's okay. it's it's similar um, in, in terms of form and instrumentation. Like in uh, the French-Canadian music, uh, spoons um, and the bodhran. Badra- uh the that born? Luke, the boron yeah, yeah um the boren the spoons things like that that'll that comes alive in folk music still mm-hmm. um we also recently acquired a special guest in the snowy mountain sisters oh my god he's amazing yes uh he is a very special washboard brother. brother yes brother, yeah, the brother of the sisters Breth- brethren um but he's a very, very talented washboard player. And where did y'all meet? Well, um, I, I started the group, and you I kind of... You met your sister in life. Mm-hmm. I met my sister... At, at some point, yeah. <laughs> she was there first, and then you you came. <laughs> Brit- I guess I met, you met Brittany first. Yeah. <laughs> I don't quite remember when I met my sister, but <laughs> that was a long time ago. Um, Yeah, Brittany and I grew up playing music with my family. Uh, We're from Montana, and we have a, a fairly musical family and love... You know, playing together, and then uh, we both moved to New York, and uh, then I just I kind of acquired these special friends through um, doing theater.
2: <laughs> she just acquires people. I
3: acquire but, people. It's something but that. But they're in a different category. It's like an upper echelon, special friends.
0: Special yeah. friends, as opposed to friends.
2: Right.
3: They're mm-hmm. special friends. <laughs> that that is so true. Actually, each one of the women that I that I picked, I at some point in my friendship, I said that woman is wacky and crazy and super talented and I connect with her on some crazy level and we need to do something together. So that happened with Susan. Susan and I met at um, doing theater in Montana at a really, really wonderful company called the Alpine Theater Project. Yeah, they're
2: incredible. really beautiful theater company out there great company, but we had the honor of doing Guys and Dolls and being the only two, because there wasn't an ensemble, we were the only two uh, dancers, like female dan- <laughs> pop box dancers. And, and when th-
3: she says we were the only two female dancers, she means we were the only two women available to dance. Not that we are dancers. Every, everyone else was yes, yes, and yes. yeah. They and, were uh, doing and, things. and you, <laughs> you, can,
2: <laughs> you can't see us right now, but the, the humor <laughs> in it is that Kendra Joe is um, vertically a little challenged. Tine size. How tall are you,
3: Kendra? Uh, 60 inches, folks.
0: I am 62 inches. We are on team 60 something. <laughs> yeah. I,
2: I am, and I'm 5'9, so there's just a very much a Mutt and Jeff sort of like height difference there <laughs> that um, it just ha- happened to be comical in um, execution. And, and- you know what
0: else is comical? And this might be very inappropriate, but you are 69.
2: Just tall woo oh, <laughs> nice. Oh. Nice. Oh, I'm using that now I've never <laughs> <laughs> yeah. next
0: time you're in an audition this will be great especially if it's for something like Guys and Dolls where it's highly inappropriate mm-hmm. how tall are you? I am is nine inches thank wait, you just wait for the other other shoe to drop <laughs> <laughs> just yeah. them it's on perfect. the
1: other side of the table like
0: let that marinate for a moment yeah yeah <laughs>
1: It was just like thank you.
2: So you were dancing and <laughs> um, in chicken costumes. So you know because uh, <laughs> the
3: Bush what's Lina that Beck one song. number? Bushland um, attack. Bushland Bush Peck, Sh- Bush Sh- Sh- Peck. Sh- yeah, Yes, I was gonna say there. pick a little, I talk a little, but yeah. Yeah. that's yeah. wrong show. Yeah, music.
2: And uh, and we each had our moments. You know, like there there was one where I couldn't I couldn't execute the striptease well
3: if only like i i could do i i have done a an impression of that moment many times when susan tried to wrap the beads around her leg and i couldn't get my i couldn't get it through the hole she couldn't get it through the hole and she was hopping around in the background of the scene (laughs) and i mean i would do it for you i would
1: love to see it especially because kendra's impressions of people and she has one she has one of me which is (laughs) one of my favorite things and it is Several yeah, people I've right. spoken to, it is their favorite thing that they have never been there for. I have to. Kendrick, do-
0: can you give a little sound <laughs> up at home of, of the voice you do when you imitate Ian?
1: It's not even a voice. It's, it, it's from a. It's a scenario. Because
0: I have an Ian imitation too, but it's only when he gets very
3: frustrated or angry at me. Ian, just re- remind me. I don't even know what I do. I have oh. so many things that I make fun of yeah, it's for. True. It's true. Um, you for. It's I was talking Oh uh, well,
1: um, I was talking about skip on the banjo, skip on the fiddle, skip on the guitar. <laughs> <laughs> so Kendra and I met doing Woody Guthrie's American Song.
3: Oh, okay. Um, yeah.
1: One of the first songs in the show, I introduced the band. At one point, like I gave you all like nicknames. At first, I was just saying like that's Craig, that's Kendra, that's Sean, and then. And so...
3: (laughs) I think I can take it from here. Go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Ian was an awfully big sport that summer because he truly learned how to play guitar for that show. He showed up um, having taken several lessons and practiced very hard in order to make that role happen because he was young Woody Guthrie. So this is what Ian is doing. He's introducing the band, but he's also having to play at the same time. And just not handling it.
1: But also, like, we had incorporated <laughs> nicknames into the mix. Like, yes. halfway through. So I learned yes. how to do this with just their normal names, and then I had to try it with nicknames.
3: He had to switch over, and, you know, while he's playing guitar and, you know, looking like Woody Guthrie and looking cool. Um, mm. Obviously. He, he's having obviously. to remember mm. things that aren't really our names. I just
0: like the way you say
3: looking
1: cool and so very generous it was
3: like it was like smoke and flynn on the fiddle and skip skip mahaney on the guitar and like whatever it was and he could not get these names out he was like he was like so he turned down he was like that's skip on the guitar and um shit skip on the fiddle no fuck skip no, and skip on, oh my god. Like, he just <laughs> he crashed. A yeah. He Everyone had a full Like, that, night. <laughs> like <laughs> that happened
1: once during dress rehearsal and then, like, once during the run. Like, maybe once or twice during the run. And then, like, the other part of Kendra's impression was like, that's a skip on... No, shit. Fuck it, you're all skip tonight. <laughs>
3: <laughs> anyway, we had a really good time. That's Susan and I. And then, of course, we were we were friends after that and she was like hey I play guitar and I was like cool let's do something Um, we had uh, a mandolin player named Aubrey Gallegos and she um, I met her through jam sessions here in the city Um, she's a wonderful mandolin player um, I met Marcy McWiggin, our percussionist, doing shows. She's a very talented actress. We did Stand By Your Man at the Arrow Rock Lyceum Theater together. Um, a few months later, I was like, okay, I have a, I'm going to start a band. And she jumped in. Margaret Mugg, our incredible stand-up bass player, and that
0: is, a, that is a bassist's name. Oh,
3: she is, of, she is a
2: bassist in every way. She is amazing. It, she, she's is fucking hilarious. She, she is. And
0: it also just takes someone with like gothic strength to like roll that thing through oh, a yeah. city and into trains and into apartments.
3: A serious and, badass. I'm, yeah. I she's just like move out of the way. She's been there for every gig. Um uh who else? Courtney. Oh Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Courtney is our one of our lead singers in the band. Um Courtney Cowart, I met her through gigs. Uh, well, Susan and I both met her through the same person, Alex mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um we, we did shows with Alex at, at the Alpine Theater Project.
1: But you see these ladies live, and they're phenomenal. And if you're ever in New York while they're playing, check them out. Where
3: like, does the tour go? The tour is actually going to be in, in my home state, Montana. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, fierce. Um, we'll be in um, central Montana, which is where I grew up. Um, we're going to play a barn dance there. And then we're going to make our way up to the Flathead Valley, um, which is where my folks live now. Um, We're going to play some bars and restaurants, and uh, my parents are having a big anniversary, so we're going to play for their anniversary parties. We're going to play at the Whitefish Lake Lodge in Whitefish. Mm -hmm. Susan... And I ate there over Christmas, had a great <laughs> dinner. Yeah, and you know what? Um, not all of the women are going on the tour. But that's the cool thing about the Snowy Mountain Sisters. We are kind of a group in in flux, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, we started as... We're, we're very much like a club, more than we are a band. It's a group for performance opportunities for women to hone their skills and create and be together and just play music and feel good about themselves.
0: I feel like I have learned so much already. Oh, yeah. We're about to learn more about you. Yeah. The girls seem a little nervous about the thing that happened this week. It's kind of an unusual concept. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think maybe we'll go clockwise for me. So okay. Ian and I will give you a couple examples. Sure. And then we'll do it. Great. Here we go. Cool. Oh, Chris Barlow says I have to do the song now. Okay. The thing that happened this Wait. week.
1: Yeah. It's
0: not a real thing. We're not going to do It is now. About, fuck, okay, fine. <laughs> so we're going to have a weird segment music and then more segment music. And then more music segment music. By Means Well, my brother's band. Yeah. We're on, we're on the mode of bands. Exactly. So, Ian, I brought you a very special story Uh-oh. that I really hope makes you laugh. Okay. So, this week, I have downloaded a new dating app. It's called The Inner Circle. <laughs> what which, it's, it's weird uh, yeah okay so it's supposed to be so there's a couple of like quote unquote exclusive dating apps in New York City mm-hmm. for like the fancy people yeah and the first one was the league which is like Ivy League based and um, very selective predominantly white it's just kind of fucked and yeah. I applied to that one and they put me on the wait list and I went from like 32,000 to like 18,000 on the wait list and I was like mm, it's been like it's 16 a lot weeks of- like I'm gonna call this yeah <laughs> So then, I was on Bumble for a really long time, Mm -hmm. and Bumble's fine, whatever, I like it, Sadie Hawkins of dating apps, Mm -hmm. and then I heard about the Inner Circle this week, and I was like, okay, I'll check this out, whatever. The app is pretty cool like it's like it's nice it's like got a a nice cross section of like millennials and
2: what's the catch of it though like what's its thing
0: its thing is that you can look at people like you can scroll through as like on tiles where you can see people's faces just tiles 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 of faces and you can click into each profile Uh uh-huh and similar to like okcupid uh it'll tell you when someone's looking at your profile or when someone has looked and you can wink at people and message them. You pay $5 a week to access messages and matches and things like that. You can still message people for free and not pay for it, but you'll only be able to bring up conversations that you started. Everything else, like, you you, it's, you have to pay this tiny little fee. It's a Starbucks a week, so I was like, I'll give it a go for a month, whatever. Mm-hmm. The other option instead of tiles is you can do the swiping method. There's, uh-huh. like, two different ways. But the tiles are actually more interesting like i just kind of like to see and they'll tell you distances away not mm-hmm. like it's not like happen where where it'll tell you like this person is standing behind you Don't <laughs> <laughs> <terrifying>. no, <laughs> I mean, you happened to me one time Oh on my Catholic. god anyway. Whoa. so uh, in my dating profile on both bumble and now the inner circle <laughs> the inner It is. It
1: does sound very fancy. The inner circle and the inner circle. Like you're like one of the cool. And I
0: applied to it, and I and I was told I was waitlisted, and I was like, "Fuck, I'm not doing this shit again." And so I deleted the app, and then two days later, they were like, "Hey, Claire, you've been like you've been approved to join the inner circle. Welcome." And I was like, "Oh, okay, you guys aren't assholes. Sure, I'll give it a go. Whatever. Great, great." Um. And. I guess what they do is, like, with the lead, you had to sign in through Facebook and LinkedIn so you couldn't see any mutual friends. And that Like, you could see if someone had mutual friends with you, but you won't be... Matches, swiping matches won't come up for people that you know at work or personally in your life. Oh, okay. And with this, it they don't link up those things, but they check that you are who you say you are. They verify your photos against your LinkedIn and your Facebook and your Twitter and your Insta. That's so cool. you give them as many... Um, you know, as much information about you as you possibly can, but you don't have to, like, link it through another app, which is nice. You, yeah. know, you can, like, yeah. have things separate, and no one can, like, hack your shit or whatever. So, in my dating profile, it says, like, hey, I'm an actor and a podcast host. I'm really into crosswords, and uh, essentially, I'm a 90-year-old woman. Date me. And
1: <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that needs to be your new, like, Twitter bio. i really into
0: crosswords. My Twitter bio right now is actor, singer, dancer, and lover of all things cute. Yeah,
1: and I feel like you need. I like that. I feel like you need to put in. I'm a 90 year old woman. Date me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> 90 year old woman. Date me. Um, and so I've been messaging with some guys. They're cool, whatever. But this one guy. This guy messaged me. He's like, Hey, Claire, what podcast do you host? Which a lot of people ask me, and I'm very open about telling them and uh because why the hell not yeah if, if you're listening to the show because we went on a date once thanks thanks <laughs> so, tell your friends yeah tell your friends tell your enemies so <laughs> so this guy's like hey like what podcast do you have so i'm like oh it's called the thing that happened this week it's a it's a round table about happenstance he's like cool um how long have you been doing that or something? You know, or like, where, like, where do you live? Like another just interesting, normal dating app follow up. And I messaged him back about the show. And then before I could answer the second question, he unmatched me.
3: What? <laughs> oh my God.
0: I thought it was really Dick. funny. No, I thought what? it was hilarious. Can you imagine if you had, let's say your passion project is that you're writing a book. Yeah. And you like our friend of the pod, Corinne Caputo. Yeah. And they say, oh, cool, you're an author. What book did you write? And you say, oh, I wrote a book called Such and Such. And they're like, ah, oh, I've never heard of it. Unmatched. <laughs> that's terrible. <laughs> I thought yeah. it was really funny. That is, that <laughs> is, is funny. I... I thought it was pretty goofy. because, that's... But it's funny because it's the only time that's ever happened. Anytime other guys, like that's like a, a one-off douchebag exception. Yeah. A douchebag like clearly, clearly, Forget about it.
1: Like clearly you dodged a bullet.
0: Whatever. But everyone else is like, oh cool, I'll check it out. Great. And it's funny too, because sometimes guys will be like thirty minutes later will be like, Wow, you have a really nice voice and I'll be nice. like, Oh, <laughs> that's, so that's nice. awesome. You downloaded the show. So <laughs> that's great. I'll go out with you, sure. Yeah. Hmm. Um, but anyway, so that's really that's really all that that's happens. awesome. I just want to unpack this week I wanna unpack the inner circle, but I also like that was pretty funny, right?
1: Can I tell you? Um, so long story short, I went through a breakup the day before the election, and that was the same day that Maple Match invited me to its beta. Maple Match, for those of you who don't know, is a dating app that hooks up Americans and Canadians. I was going to say, oh that's my so that you can So that you can hook up with a Canadian and marry a Canadian, because if you know me, I fucking love Canada. Okay. And yeah, all, this right. all And so I got that invite literally like an hour after I went through a breakup the day before Trump got elected. <laughs> That's a tough week. I know it was a very tough week, except for Maple Match. I
0: responsible. I introduced him to this ex-girlfriend. But
1: so. but Maple Match is actually <laughs> you the same find exact. A
0: Canadian fast. I know
1: it's the same exact format though. You were describing in circle. I was like, this sounds like Maple Match without the Canadians.
0: When we had Florence Friba on the show, I was at episode eight.
1: I think so, that sounds about right. Yeah,
0: maybe something like that. Um, I wanted to say five, but that was Shannon Walsh. Yeah. It's really weird. Since I edit the show, I know every episode and everything that That's happened great, though every moment. Um, but when we were with Florence, I think my thing that happened this week was I was developing a dating app at the time. Yeah. But I couldn't talk about it. Oh, yeah. And now, I mean, we 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 have shelved it because it's very expensive, but mm-hmm. we have all of the intellectual property and all of the developers great. keep reaching out to us. Like, if you have a dating app that works, they watch a bad. They That's watch awesome. it really bad. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Wow. Yeah. Cool. Here's my question, though. Okay. Right? Okay. I'm listening. And like, let's get real because we're friends, and like, our listeners are mostly our friends. Mm-hmm. And like, your parents. <laughs> we don't have a very large listenership, which I think having a devoted listenership is more important to me, frankly. Yeah. And I think that's why we keep doing the show. Mm-hmm. But like, what does it say about the status of like both dating apps and social media, but also just like if you don't have a presence where you're an unknown name like what is this saying about is it just that he's a douchebag or that like I mean this might happen more than once possibly I mean that it's
1: possible like just because Susan how many people like stuck are her
0: acting.
2: tongue out just now really worst. Bad. Oh We're horrible <laughs> humans. <laughs> exactly human. exactly. <laughs> that's, that's because, because, because there are terrible humans yeah what do you think Susan No I think that's he just sounds like a piece of Poo. and <laughs> honestly, like, okay. but I, I hear what you're saying. I mean, there are, are even some dating apps where uh, you only get invited if you have a certain amount of followers, or a certain amount of likes, or a certain yeah. amount Call of
0: Influencers, which yeah. is so
2: ridiculous to me. I mean, I would much rather be with someone who uh, a is not um, a terrible person, a terrible person, <laughs> or maybe doesn't have as much influence. Um, who is just uh, a good person and has something that they're interested and passionate about. And the idea that uh, like these dating apps are creating these humans who look at people like as value propositions. It's disgusting. Yes. I was in an Uber last... No, I was in a Lyft last night. Yeah, like, you
0: better have been in a Lyft. I was in a Lyft, Lyft line. You, Uber.
1: I was in a Lyft line last night and yeah, the two girls in the Lyft with me were just going through tinder and just like critiquing every per like every what person
0: dead right tinder's just i don't know that's what, he- that's, what I-
1: that's what it was for but they were literally going through every person that came through this girl's like options and we're just like this guy's a catfish this girl's too short this guy's too short this person's a catfish, gross though Whew. yeah because they so like,
0: it would take so much effort to do that. I swear to God. Yeah, people could do that, lot. and the they time. were diving
1: it. Yeah, Here's so the thing I'm that, with you on that, Susan. Yeah, but
0: Susan, you know what? What you just said also brought to mind that now, so it used to be that the major thing in almost everyone's, at least dudes' profiles, was their height for some fucking right. reason. Which like, I don't mm-hmm. give a i five two. So like,
2: whatever. Yeah. Um, it matters to them if they date someone like me, who's like five nine, and then they're they like, oh six, no, six two or six three, three. yeah. yeah, yeah. Right.
0: Um, but now, the thing is, and I don't have an Instagram, but people put their handle, their social media handle, at the end of their thing so that people mm-hmm. know they're not being catfished when they talk to them because they can cross-reference that's you know, their social media. The thing is, is if I put my handle out there, all these weird people are going to be watching me on Snap right. or following me on Twitter. I mean, you can follow me that's on Twitter. That's just I'm dumb. Not funny, but I don't have an Insta. So then people will be like, why'd you put that there? Are you just looking for followers? Like, yeah, people are yeah, yeah, a little shady. Wait, that's what is her. catfished?
2: Oh, oh. I don't know. Joe <gasps> Okay, Joe. Tangent number
1: one. Here Tanger we go.
2: number one. Okay. Catfishing. So,
0: catfishing is a term that came about from a documentary. Oh, so good. In, <laughs> yes, it was so it was good. So good? It came out in 2010. It was called Catfish. And it's about this guy named uh, Neve Schulman who uh, fell in love with a girl he met online. And they became Facebook friends and she had a fully fleshed out profile and they talked on the phone every night and, uh, you know, they were deep in it for about a year, year and a half. And she said she's from Wisconsin. And every time he invited her to Skype with him or, um, to visit, like something always came up or her internet was busted or, you know, there's so many excuses. So he started to feel suspicious. His brother was a filmmaker was like hey why don't we go to Wisconsin and knock on her door and just like see what's up and they go and spoilers for Catfish how have you not seen this fucking documentary um they I mean no shade on you Kendra yeah I was feeling real bad (laughs) so they get there and it turns out that it's like a 65 year old woman who had used someone else's profile pictures and so then Neve took the concept of the documentary. He remained friends with this woman who's clearly mentally ill. She
2: had, like, two disabled sons, too. It was Aww. just, like, she had, like, a very strange very private life. And he life. stayed
0: for a whole weekend and, like, talked to her and tried to understand where she was coming from. She was Aww. very sick. She was very lonely. He also got in touch with the woman who she stole photos of and now they're friends, And he took the concept to MTV, and it's now in its sixth season. It's a whole show. It's a a whole whole show show where every show is an hour, and he and his friend uh, Max put together um, episodes where they try to unite people with someone they think they might be catfished by. And normally, it's a catfish. And normally, it's really savage and really sad. Yeah. But sometimes, it's the person. And it gets really romantic. <laughs> and it's very exciting. The reason it's called catfishing is because catfishes, catfish, catfishes, pink catfish, catfish. catfish. Fish, yes, I know something. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, catfish uh, can change some of their um, some of their facial features and some of their bodily features to mimic other fish to like trick other fish. They try to swim like them and maybe, like, pull their whiskers back to, like, trick other fish so that they can eat them.
2: That's a shady fish. That is a shady fish. Yes, shady, shady shady (laughs) fish.
0: Shady, shady fish. So when we we went, when I was in college, we drove to see the documentary. It was only playing in Greensboro, like, 35 minutes away. And so we drove to see it, me and my roommate, Allie, at the time. And um, they don't explain why it's called Catfish until after the film is over. And it's Mm. one of and they and and then you see these like fish swimming around and he's like they're not like salmon where they swim upstream they just rather make themselves like look like what you want them to be and you're like fuck like
1: yeah Jesus Ah!
0: the truth will out nave exactly yeah so anyway Hmm. so that's endeth the first first tangent, tangent yeah.
1: So that's catfishing. That and is
0: catfish, and I think I'm done with my thing that happened this week. It's just cool. <laughs> yeah. Like that's fascinating because our
1: because show isn't popular. Shows popular. Rude, rude, but like I was thinking about that today though. It's like we have a pretty steady like loyal listenership, and I think that's great. You know like,
2: what? I bet yeah. he still listens though.
1: Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, you think? So? Now he can't. Oh, yeah. Now he can't look yeah. away.
0: Yeah. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ian Brodsky, what happened to you this
1: week? So um, my thing that happened this week involves um, two friends of the show, Chris Barlow and Dalton Deschenes. So um, one day I get a random message from Chris because if you follow us on Twitter, um, Riverdale is now on Netflix so you can all catch up, but when it was on The CW like week by week, we would each watch it and tweet at each other about the ridiculousness of this show and what was going on because... It is such trash, but it is so good, and we love it, and we can't look away. So I get a message from Chris Barlow saying, Ian, $15 tickets, we're going to a panel, um, uh, which is a QA and a with the cast of Riverdale. So we did. And Dalton, Jenny, um, Dalton, our friend Jenny, and our friend Steve and I met up with him. He had gotten into the event, which is at Vulture Fest, so... Um all of these like panels and like Q and A's, like um Senator Al Franken was interviewing someone and it was very politically based. Um but it's a whole thing that happens on the High Line in Chelsea. Um and Chris is inside, the four of us are get there and they're like, Hey, so sorry, we overbooked, so we're asking everybody uh that's overflow to wait on on the balcony while we get the talent situated. Um And then we're going to see if we can get you guys in. So there's like 20 of us waiting on a balcony just watching the cast of Riverdale walk by us. First of all, because we like the group of us work in customer service, so we're all like, this is terrible customer service. We have a lot of feedback to give. (laughs) And, (laughs) um,. So, and
0: they cared so much. We, I mean,
1: we, there we were did,
0: comic cards and Exact Well, they
1: emailed us after the fact, like, hey, we would love your feedback about you, like your experience at the Vulture Fest. And we're all texting each other, like, fuck you. Oh, my God. Um, and so we're standing outside. Like, it's getting cold. It's getting dark. And, like, the panel is starting. And so oh, Chris really? is tweeting at, like, a group of us about oh, everything that's on. going on. And we're all like, this is dumb. This is like the Fire Fest all over again.
0: <laughs> Except you're not out twelve thousand dollars exactly 12 minutes <laughs>
1: like one like one of the, like the exchanges I think Dalton said like I found like the bag of rotten lettuce and then Chris responds I have a name guys um
0: wait what
1: like as in he's the rotten bag of lettuce
0: wait I don't I didn't get the joke
1: because they had like celebrity chefs but it ended up being like shitty grilled cheese with like rotten lettuce
0: oh you're still on the fire festival okay. yes all right I follow, so I yeah
1: so that was that part of the exchange And so then finally, like, they let us in. It's fine. Like, the other option was, like, they gave us all free drink tickets and we could go to, um, this party, like, up the street. And we almost did. But then they let us in. Like, it was fine. And then we got a picture with Luke Perry, which was awesome. Um, he was super cool. Very (laughs) handsome. About my height, which is awesome. Um, because I'm not a tall guy. Um, and then we went and we went looking for this, like, after party, because the cast of Riverdale like sort of walked out behind us into their limos. I'm like, ooh, maybe they're going to like the event. Like, maybe we're going to see them. Maybe we're going to party with the Riverdale cast. And so we seek out this place, and it is dead. Like the <laughs> doors are locked. Oh. It's nothing but balloons and like a warehouse door. Oh, and no. some guy in his like red Nissan Sentra is sitting oh, out so there, like, sad. like, yeah, it's over, man. Yeah, it ended like an hour ago, man. And we're oh. all like, what? Guests. We're all going. home.
0: Oh, oh you guys can like so, go out just for you.
1: Um, no, because of, we um we all got dinner beforehand, and we got spiked milkshakes, so we're all nice, like yummy. we're all good. Um, so that's what happened this week is that it was this like very, like this very intense marathon, like within three hours of each other, of d- spiked milkshakes, waiting to get in, like watching like all these people, like all these now like CW famous people like, going before us, who had apparently, like, invited their, all of their posses, so that's why they were overbooked, but we're all like, that, this is all preventable, guys. You are running a festival, like, this is, this is a detail you have to keep a track of.
0: Totally. Um,
1: then to finally, like, making it in, um, Jenny and I were standing behind, like, one of the Vulture, um, correspondents that was, like, taking notes and recording it, um, and it was a really fun, it was a really fun, uh, panel, like, it's, uh, like, it's the kind of thing I probably normally wouldn't go to, but... Then they had a meet and greet, and it was really cool. and You got
0: to see most of the panel, yeah.
1: or...? Um, like, I would say a good, like, 90% of it. Okay, great. Yeah, and, like, just Are a they lot of... Are
0: kind of, t- of ruining the decision, though, to get the milkshakes? Because they seem to be the crux of the problem about getting there in time. Mm,
1: hmm Um. Mm-hmm. No, I actually don't. Good. Because, like, cause those Over milkshakes... Those milkshakes, check out... It's a restaurant called Big Daddy's, and it's, like, kind of themed around, like... Big Daddy's? Exactly no, I'm just kidding um, barge, barge. It's It's <laughs> you yeah, like Bring one with it's you Exactly um,
3: That got Kendra <laughs> yeah. um, I've been it, quiet this whole time But exactly. that thing really That thing that happened this week
1: No but like It seems I don't even know how to describe it Because it's sort of a hodgepodge Of like Different brands, like they're like the menu is kind of fifties theme, kind of like old fashioned Wait, snacks and, and I cereals. Know
0: this place? Some kids I used to babysit had like school fundraisers at a Big Daddy yeah. on, like, on the UES. So that's oh, where we yeah. went. Yeah, that's yeah, where we went. Oh no. we went
1: to the one Flatiron, but there is one on the UES. Um, I mean, he went to the um, one. Yes. So much um, <laughs> but no, but this place is great, and like the milkshakes are phenomenal. <laughs> especially the spiked ones because you don't taste the alcohol so you're just like I can have 12 of these there's something
0: um, great about going to a diner that's really trying to diner it up you
2: know it's, what I mean it's, I yeah. love the it the diner walls yeah. with that quilting cut. 50s themes
1: like jukeboxes the and the, the sparkly booths.
0: Mm-hmm. you know the sparkly table the sparkly puffy seat yeah I think that's really great when we were that was growing up wasn't it it was the silver diner yeah it was like the most accessible national yeah table, yeah yeah or whatever and or like. Robinson
1: well yeah I Red yeah, Red Robin. Robin. <laughs> oh, I love Red Robin but <laughs> no, like honestly Red like you asked Red me if that was the crux but I think that was my favorite part of the day because once this is over I'm gonna go watch a film and like text my friends from that night cause we're doing this thing now that Riverdale's uh, on hiatus we're gonna each pick a film um, every week and just like tweet and text each other about it like like we have a little film club going that's on that's so, sweet yeah that so like a fun group of honest, friends yeah so honestly it's a fun group of friends yeah the diner ended up being the best part God, of it
2: I'm I, know. Super yeah, I know boring I we're not that organized rid get rid of
0: them yeah well Kendra <laughs> has a whole band of girls I like, can exactly. just with it and yeah I think you find <laughs> your new
1: squad <laughs> <laughs> yes snowy <Nerdy> mountain
0: girl <laughs> yeah right here okay so, Ian yeah. Brodsky that was a lovely thing that happened this week thank
1: you